for the good day, for the good of the way. Greetings, greetings. Chat's open. How's everybody doing? Tuning in on this Friday. Hope everybody is doing well. Happy Now Space New Year. This is Colin Rachel, Hypendara Colin Prince. We are on the Postmasters Basic channel, bringing you the Now Space news and conversations of the now. We'll be talking about the claim of the life from uh, Postmaster Hyphen General and the solutions he has on the table for all of the citizens of this planet. Colin Russell hyphen J. Colin Gould. Gratitude to the Chief for bringing us all here together. We are so grateful for the work that he has done. It's time for us to start figuring out our battle-free plan. Our game plan. What's our game plan, Postmasters? What do we got? I'm looking forward to this conversation on this night to figure that out. I've got some ideas. However, my goal for this evening is more to have a conversation about the previous, the prior battle plans and how wrong they went. They didn't go too well, did they? The old war games, not really a thing of the now, not really our thing. Not really sure why those guys, the they, for thousands and thousands of years thought that that was the cool thing. But okay, okay, we get it. Fear tactics, scare tactics, control, it's low vibrations tech, low vibration tech. So what I would like to do is just start by creating the bubble of the love for our communications on this evening. This is archived in the Postmasters portal, and that can be found uh, at the Postmasters link, which I will have here usually after the uh, audio is posted or after we're done, I will post it here in the Postmasters Basic channel on Telegram. However, if you're not joining us live and you're coming in later or you want to listen to this again, then it will be the link will be there. Uh, but it is on Podbean, Postmasters Portal. It's on Spotify as well as iHeartRadio and some of the others, Amazon Music and things like that. So we're talking about and we're keeping it on the grammar game. But in order to get more clear about the structure of correct grammar, which it all factors down to the facts, we have to get into the word games. And to get in the word games, we also have to get into the war games. We have to comprehend fully about what has been going on around us, just to most of us on this call already do. We already know. We already get it. But it's also nice to have the conversations and kind of work through it and talk through it 
There's a lot of folks out there who want the truth. They're begging for the truth. They're salivating for the truth, right? You see them on those podcasts. And they're like, we just want the truth. We want the truth. Well, part of the truth is not isolating oneself into a corner. <laughs> Makes sense, right? If you isolate yourself into one corner onto one side or the other, what happens, you're not neutral anymore. You've taken a position. You've come out of your native position. You've taken a side and therefore on that side, you might leave out certain facts or take a position where you're not going to listen to certain truths because you can't hear them because it would go against your narrative. Well, I'm listening to podcasts out there and I'm like, yeah, good, good information, good intel, good no-tell, good, good conversation, good data. But yet then I hear the same rhetoric, for lack of better words, RE, meaning no. That's a no contract word right there. But it, it's such a good one, right? Rhetoric. It's like <laughs> they want the truth. And yet certain political figures are their saviors, certain religious positions are cemented in their perspective and therefore it makes it a lot more difficult for their minds to free themselves and get with the facts. I mean, if you if we think about what Colin Russell hyphen J Colin did, I mean it's it's pretty profound. It's pretty out there. It's you have to really you got to go for it and when you go for it I feel like it it hits hits someone it hits you in the gut it, it really hits you in the heart I feel like a lot of us are gathered here today because we've had that feeling or it, we've been struck by something about his the, the his positioning his solutions his his character who he is who Colin Russell Hyphen J Colin Gould shows himself to be to the world and that has struck us somehow and opened our minds even more to what's going on but for those who want the truth and feel like they're not getting the truth and i'm not going to name names but for those that aren't getting the truth and they're asking for it and they're refusing to open their minds to what chief has done it's a conundrum it's a catch-22 they're just looping we want the truth. We want, oh, well, we just need the truth. We want the truth. We want the truth. Well, well, then expand your mind. Open your mind, guys. Not you guys, but them. Open your mind to the one guy who you have and continue to forsake. Yeah, it might, it might be a crazy story. It might be out there. But puzzle pieces start to fall into place. I mean, I can't tell you how many podcasts I'm listening to. They're literally duplicating everything that Chief says in, but without him and still scratching their heads going, the governments don't exist. The courts are closed. It's rogue. Uh, the, um, the financial system, it's run by bankers. I mean, everything that Chief has been saying and has said, it's starting to, to, push 
itself, like a seed buried in soil. It's starting to push itself up to the surface. And these people are still, because they are positioned on one political side or the other, that they will, maybe maybe they're just afraid. Maybe they're just afraid they will get shunned if, if they interview chief or if they talk to chief or if they talk about chief, right? Because some of these people, I really do feel like they do want the truth. They do, they are not bought and sold. They're just too stubborn. And so the only solution that I have for getting through the stubbornness of these folks is for us to have a conversation with their higher selves. And we had a conversation about this last time. If you're just joining us, welcome, welcome. We're on to Postmasters Basic, and this is Colin Rachel, hyphen Dara Colin Prince. Welcome, welcome. But on the last podcast called Octagon, I believe it was Octagon, we're going to go into Octagon a little bit today because it filters into our conversation today about battle-free game plan. But the the Octagon podcast last week, we, we talked about this, having a conversation with the other's higher selves. This is a meditation. This is something that we do in private, in our prayers, in our goal-seeking, our dreams, our visioning, our visiaging. Because when people aren't listening, when they're too stubborn, we got to go to the higher realm. Right? Can I get a heaven mend? Can I get a yes in the chat? Do you hear me? Did anyone do that? Can I get a thumbs up? Can I get some emojis? Can you guys put emojis in there? I wasn't sure. Like, do I have those on the chat? Are we good? Let me see them. Can you do some thumbs up? Yeah, there we go. There we go. We've got, yes, 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 yes. Did you guys talk to some higher selves this last week? Did you have some higher self ass kicking conversations? Did you have some tooth talks about, you know, to those folks, whether you know them or not, that are stubborn? Or that maybe just you feel like you can't have that conversation with them directly? It's a good place to start. So go back and listen to Octagon. I will actually publish that after I publish this one here. Uh, we get off this call tonight. Yeah. So in step one, right? Higher self conversations when we just can't do it in the physical because, hey, battle free plan right there. Numero uno. Go into the higher space the higher dimensions, have those conversations, right? Hey, boom, wasn't on my little list to talk about tonight, but I just realized, yeah, hello, that's, talk about battle-free game, uh, battle-free game plan, numero uno on the list for sure. Go and have those conversations about what folks need to be doing in their 3D selves and 4D. 3D, the physical, 4D, the thoughts. There's a lot of nefarious things floating around in the 4D thoughts. They love it there. The, the, the bad guys love it there because that's where they 
try to keep people in in the brainwashing and the thinking. So let's move up into those higher dimensions, into the senses of the 5D and up. Of course, I can't verify any of that. I mean, I'm using what you know the spiritual people folks are talking about with the dimensions, but I'm just giving us some sort of a framework, a logical framework to move past our verbal words, to move past our thoughts, and then move into the other space, which is very now, very now space, right? Very now space magic happens in the now space. When you're in the now space, it's like all worlds collide, each world collides, everything comes into one. So there, there is no out there. And as Chief says, we are one. So have a conversation with those folks. Game, uh, battle free plan numero, numero uno, number one. Okay, so. Yep, your folks too, guys. This is, that's a good one. I haven't had a conversation with my folks in the higher realm yet. I've been too busy doing other things, but yes, that's, that's a very good one to do. A very good one to do. The dream space is a good one to do if you're good at your dream space. I mean, I've been dreaming like crazy. Maybe I should change the direction of my bed or something, but man, I think it's just something that we're going through. Again, I talk about this a little bit more with like the concept of light codes and getting downloads and the data that's coming in right now on Octagon, the last podcast. But right now I want to get into, I want to carry over this concept of the Octagon. So, and I did tell Chief, <clears throat> excuse me, pardon me one second while I sip my water. Okay. I did talk to Chief about that. I told him about the octagon hat found in my house. And he said, oh, yeah, that's that's a mason hat. So thank God I found it in my house. <laughs> Don't want to be. I found, for those of you tuning in and weren't on octagon last week, uh, yeah, I found an octagon-shaped graduation little hat buried in one of the walls in a box. <laughs> and it was it was quite a thing to find that. But the, the good news is I, I feel like, wow, great. We get to, it's like 2024 numerology number eight, octagon eight. Like it's the unveiling, the unboxing of the cabal. Dun, dun, dun. Also known as the Pharaohs, the Pharaohs. Okay. So here's where, we, here's where, this is the connect I need to make for you tonight because we're going to talk about the Red Cross. And we're going to talk about the Geneva Conventions briefly because I want to make some points about the fraud that, that is happening and about the confusion around the Geneva Conventions, thinking that people have some sort of recompense, compense, that they're going to get some sort of salvation through the Geneva Conventions. Okay. So we just need to like help people comprehend that. Yes, maybe that was designed to help, but it's not going to help you now. It's written fraudulently, fake grammar, fictitious grammar. So the octagon, the Pharaoh story, Dr. Sean, maybe someone wants to post the link or not, but the Pharaoh story from Dr. Sean on YouTube, actually heard uh, Roseanne Barr 
said, you got to watch the Pharaoh story on one of her interviews. Anyway, she mentioned that. So I watched it. It's a couple hours long. But the guy talks about how everything is from the time of the Pharaohs, the Egyptians, the Egyptians who found, right, found the pyramids. They did not make those pyramids. Those pyramids are way older. Anyway, they put tombs, you know, the Egyptians, the pharaohs, they put tombs in the in the pyramids. That's the best they could think of them. They used to use them. Massive tech around there, and yet they're using them as a, as a grave. Great. Uh, but who knows? I, I'm not going to say I know all. Maybe they had some sort of, you know, reincarnation uh, tech burying themselves in the tombs in the pyramids. I, I don't know. All I can say. Is what I can say visually, physically, if you take a pyramid, uh, like a three-dimensional pyramid, and you squish it down from the top. And by the way, side note, in the Pharaoh story, he says that the Pharaohs have basically not never gone. They've just over thousands of years, they've just continued on their their pharaohic uh empire their era of reign it just is control like control over masons everything it's just it's a control system it's it's embedded into the the entire world and it's 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 a control mechanism and the the pyramid now if you take a 3d pyramid and you squish it down from the top it creates a cross okay that cross he says dr sean says is on the um switzerland swiss cross right and it is noted by many different symbols and things in logos within companies all over the world, uh, as well as it's just a Masonic symbol, as well as the octagon. If you take that pyramid, squish it down, and you just get the four corners of the cross, kind of a, a square cross, and uh, you see that on the Pope, the Vatican, you know, he wears that. And then you see that also in various locations around the world. Well, one of those, uh, oh, by the way, if you take the cross and you connect all the sides of it, yes, this, thank you, the Pharaoh Show with Dr. Dr. Sean Cross, H-R-O-S-S, on YouTube, posted in the, in the chat, at about timestamp 20 minutes in. So 19 minutes in. So, if you connect all the corners of the cross, the four sides, it'll become eight, eight sides. So you get the octagon. So just draw a, an, uh, just draw a plus sign. <clears throat> and then you can like connect those sides. And that is an octagon, the shape of an octagon. I hope I explained that good enough. Just look at, ju just look at the, if someone wants to post the Vatican's cross on that he wears we can get a good visual for that but then if you want to draw it on a piece of paper then you just kind of connect the dots and that's the octagon and so he's so dr sean talks about the octagon and the hexagon it's a higher power but the octagon is the, the hectagon hexagon is higher than the octagon but the ox octagon is is just embedded everywhere all of our society this kind of like global governing system. It's all in our police forces. They wear the octagon hats and the badges and things like that, right? And it was kind of put in as this power bedded into our system. So what I now want to talk about, because we're talking about battle plans, 
and we're talking about battle-free plans, I wanted to play a couple little videos from uh, that I found online to talk about, you know, what, what are the rules of war? That was kind of what got me interested in this. Well, if we're going to come up with a battle-free game plan, we kind of got to know what were, what, what were the rules of war? What were they going on? And, you know, as you might've heard Chief say, like, there are no rules in war, <laughs> or you might've heard someone else say that, right? But uh, essentially, really, there's not, okay? But they manufactured rules and that that came with the red cross so the red cross the international committee of the red cross interesting that they say it. <laughs> international committee of the red cross oh, oh, oh those using prepositional phrases here i'm going to post it in the chat you know they have a conversation what what are the what are the rules of war And maybe someone had some good volition in the beginning about what war, about maybe having some humane humane rules during war, kind of the white flag type of situa situation. <clears throat> but ultimately, I kind of wanted to see, you know, what, where what rabbit hole this led us down because of the cross right and that that cross that's on that we have with the red cross if you look at that little thing i posted at about minute 21 minutes in you see the little red cross there and then if we connect the, the sides right we get that octagon interesting interesting so i wanted to play this for you we're going to go through a couple videos and listen to them and just see where their minds at kind of interesting so one sec, let me cue it up here. We'll have a listen. And yeah, I was thinking uh, the the law of war manual, you know, that that would be an interesting read. I think Chief has talked about that. I don't know if anybody's read it, uh, but that um, um, you could learn some things with that personally. I doesn't really interest me because I'm trying to be war free. And I guess that, but that's the theory that some people have is you have to know war and what they're thinking in order to not, but I don't feel that way. I feel that quite the opposite, that, that creativity, spiration, and all of the rest come through um, just my now space. I don't necessarily need to see what they're up to, but what they're up to is literally, uh, they kind of wrote the manual on war, so they knew how to create and this is what i found very interesting in their terms they created a the red cross was able to create a neutral position or so they say in the guise of a neutral position in in during war so that they could go in and do what they wanted right well and there's all these underlying things within the red cross that they're doing that we're going to talk about a little bit but I just found it very interesting that the they are doing this with the guise of being the neutral people, right? It's like they took advantage of that position. And so in 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 our conversation for a battle-free game plan, 
as a postmaster, as a citizen of the planet, it's, it's important for us. We always talk about neutrality. And I think in my last podcast, Octagon, I did play a little sound clip from Chief talking about neutrality. And if it wasn't that one, then it was the one before that talking about the nativity position where you haven't taken a side. And so it's already becoming, it had already become a fraud if someone is going to say that they're neutral and they're not. So that is, the, that is my takeaway from this, if anything. And the difference between really being neutral or saying that they're neutral, which is a bunch of hogwash. Okay, so let's listen to this. Rules of war in a Since nutshell. the beginning, humans have resorted to violence as a way to settle disagreements. <gasps> Yet through the ages, people from around the world have tried to limit the brutality of war. <laughs> it was this humanitarian spirit that led to the first Geneva Convention of 1864 and to the birth of modern international humanitarian law. Setting the basic limits on how wars can be fought, these universal laws of war protect those not fighting, as well as those no longer able to. To do this, a distinction must always be made between who or what may be attacked and who or what must be spared and protected. Most importantly, civilians can never be targeted. To do so is a war crime. When they drove into our village, they shouted that they were going to kill everyone. I was so scared. I ran to hide in the bush. I heard my mother screaming. I thought I would never see her again. Every possible care must be taken to avoid harming civilians or destroying things essential for their survival. They have a right to receive the help they need. The conditions prisoners lived in never used to bother me. People like him were the reason my brother was dead. He was the enemy and was nothing to me. But then I realized that behind bars, he was out of action and no longer a threat to me and my family. The laws of war prohibit torture and other ill treatment of detainees, whatever their past. They must be given food and water and allowed to communicate with loved ones. This preserves their dignity and keeps them alive. Medical workers save lives, sometimes in the most dangerous conditions. They're showing the blood from both sides. We're wounded in a deadly battle. We were taking them to the nearest hospital. Trying to save At people with blood. A soldier threatened us to treat his men only. We were running out of time, and I was afraid that now all of them were going to die. Medical workers must always be allowed to do their job 
and the Red Cross or Red Crescent must not be attacked. The sick or wounded have a right to be cared for, regardless of whose side they're on. Advances in weapons technology have meant that the rules of war have also had to adapt. Because some weapons and methods of warfare don't distinguish between fighters and civilians, limits on their use have been agreed. In the future, wars may be fought with fully autonomous robots. But will such robots ever have the ability to distinguish between a military target and someone who must never be attacked? No matter how sophisticated weapons become, it is essential that they are in line with the rules of war. International humanitarian law is all about making choices that preserve a minimum of human dignity in times of war and make sure that living together again is possible once the last bullet has been shot. Wow, the gaslighting. <laughs> the gaslighting. Without the rules of war, we all lose. Nobody with war we lose it's a lose-lose situation so the gaslighting in this is to make the people think that there is hope under the guise of war and there's a humanitarian a, a monstrous thing to do during war which would be take blood <laughs> take blood We'll get into that in a minute about the the blood banks and the uh, the conversation around the blood banks that they barely mention on that. But I wanted to just play that to you to, first to just say we have to comprehend their they think we think that war is just a necessity sometimes. Oh, sometimes we just need war. And so at least we have Red Cross, the humanitarian neutral, who can come in and take your blood. <laughs> okay, enough of that. So there are no rules in law, so I don't know what they're talking about. It is definitely moronic and ironic. And yes, they do also have another symbol of like a red crescent and, um, you know, just the whole socialist, one world government, Marxist, globalist thing that's embedded in there as well. Okay. So we're just going down some rabbit holes here. Now, here's another one that I wanted to talk, bring in now about the Geneva Convention. Some guy had a... Uh, had a fabulous idea to, and who knows, like I said, maybe he had good volition in the beginning, but then he got, like, I think he got fired from his job, jobby job, or his uh, position with the Red Cross, and they took over, basically. But um, they, he saw the devastation from a war, and he thought, oh, gosh, we've got to, we've got to help them somehow. And, you know, I get it. There might, might have been some good volition, but let's, let's take this a little deeper to feel, to, to comprehend the Geneva Convention and learn a little bit more about that now. 
humanitarian organization that provides emergency assistance, disaster relief, and disaster preparedness education around the world. It is more recognizable for the symbol they wear in most of the Western world, a red cross. But what's behind all that? Well, a big worldwide humanitarian movement. And let's talk about its story and the way it works. The Battle of Solferino was held in Italy in the mid-19th century between Austria and the French-Italian alliance. The conflict left around 35,000 casualties, and the medical teams weren't enough to help all the wounded soldiers left on the battlefield. A Swiss businessman called Henry Dunant was traveling around there and was horrified by the battle's aftermath, so he helped organize people around to bring aid to the wounded soldiers from both sides and encouraged the French Alliance Army to release captured Austrian doctors to help. He also financed the creation of makeshift hospitals. Some years later, he wrote a book, A Memory of Solferino, in which he suggested the creation of non-combatant teams to provide medical help to the wounded on both sides. It also promoted the idea of guaranteed international protection for those aid teams. That book was widely distributed and reached the hands of several important European figures. Then, the Genevese Public Welfare Organization set up a five-person team to consider and shape Dunant's ideas, being Dunant himself a member of it. Some weeks later, they organized an international conference with delegates around Europe to discuss the committee's plans in launching the Red Cross movement. The symbol of the Red Cross is the reverse version of the Swiss flag. 33 states in the Muslim world use the Red Crescent Moon as the reversal of the Ottoman Empire flag, and Israel's emergency service used the Red Crystal symbol. The next year, the Swiss government organized a conference where delegates around Europe, US, Mexico, and Brazil signed the first of four Geneva Conventions, aiming for the implementation of Donan's ideas. Months later, the first Red Cross volunteers were seen in action in Denmark. In this period, Gustave Monnier, a member of Dunant's committee, became president, named it the International Committee of the Red Cross, and fired Dunant from the team. The movement expanded across Europe and won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1901. In the coming years, after the second version of the Geneva Convention, the movement arrived in Latin America, Asia, and other African countries. World War I meant the first big challenge for the Red Cross. Volunteers outside Europe traveled to support European countries during the war. Also, the committee set up the International Prisoners of War Agency, which cared about the guaranteed protection of people jailed during the war. Due to the agency intervention, thousands of prisoners were exchanged between war sides, released from captivity, or returned home. During the war, the POW agency published postcards of prisoners in their daily life, doing activities that didn't affect their integrity, with the goal of keeping hope alive in their families and informing about their wellness. Then, in 1901, Henry Davison, president of the America's Red Cross, led the foundation of the League of Red Cross Societies, later renamed to the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies, with the goal of expanding the Red Cross's activities beyond ICRC law, including response to emergency situations not caused by war, like natural or man-made disasters. Every national society is a member of this movement. League's foundation was met with controversy due to the potential rivalry against the original Red Cross's committee. Its first mission involved an aid organizing Poland for the victims of a famine and typhus epidemic. For the Second World War, the Red Cross kept its mission on POWs, but its response to the Jewish Holocaust was criticized as indifferent. The moment a leak that they were trying to keep its neutrality reputation and not interfering with political matters. The Nazis held control of the German Red Cross, difficulting their cooperation during the conflict. 
The Red Cross got permission from the SS to visit concentration camps only if the delegates stayed until the end of the war. Ten delegates accepted those conditions and attended the concentration camps. Nowadays, the movement is present in 190 countries around the world, has 97 million members and volunteers, helping around 233 million people per year. They get funded by donations from different states and organizations around the world private companies, and even individuals. They serve under the fundamental principles of humanity, impartiality, neutrality, independence, voluntary service, unity, and universality. Every four years, the movement holds an international conference with members of the International Federation from around the world and the founding committee members. That conference works as the Red Cross's highest governing body. Between conferences, the Standing Commission of the Red Cross and Red Crescent work as the highest governing body of the movement supervising the implementations of the conference's resolution and coordinating activities between both the Red Cross's international organizations. Yep, these are a bunch of long names, but that's how the Red Cross works around the world. As we said before, the Red Cross gets funding with donations, and we'll attach the links where you can donate below. Okay, so I have posted at uh, 35 minutes into this audio into the Telegram uh, chat, if you're on the Postmasters Basic channel, where you can watch that video. And uh, that's the history of the Red Cross and the Geneva Convention. And there, if you look, at, let me just find, I have one more podcast that I'm not sure I'm going to play it, but it is a good one to listen to if you're just still learning about the Geneva Convention and looking for a little bit more in depth. And basically, I'm just going to, here. Um, I believe this is the one. And the Geneva Convention was created several, actually, let me see if this is the right one, and then I'll play it if so, because I think it's important to comprehend what the Geneva Convention is in a little, Geneva, little deeper. Oh, yes, this is it. One second. So Geneva. now I'm going to play a little bit more about the Geneva Convention, right? This is kind of what started it all is and this you have to listen very closely to to comprehend the depth of the fraud okay so the depth of the fraud comes from not so much that there was people joining together to try to uh write some write something down in babel fiction uh, uh yes that's that's part of the fraud but the babel fiction of like trying to help people during war and create rules of war but uh humanitarian rules but also uh, the the dates. The dates are important of when the Geneva Convention was like revised, uh, uh, kind of like added upon new each uh, like 20 years or so. So th these are important to just see if you can kind of listen along and hear those dates. Here we go. The Geneva Convention. Day in the Daily Dose, the Geneva Convention. For much of mankind's history, the ground rules of warfare have been hit or miss if they existed at all in the first place. While some civilizations showed compassion for the injured, helpless, or innocent civilians, others tortured or slaughtered anyone in sight, no questions asked. In 1859, when Geneva businessman Henry Dunant witnessed the aftermath of the Battle of Solferino in Italy, 
The horrific suffering that he saw compelled him to coordinate the 12 nation signing of the first Geneva Convention of 1863. The agreement laid down the first humanitarian rules regarding the treatment of battle-wounded combatants and prisoners of war, while establishing the International Committee of the Red Cross. While a second Geneva Convention between 35 countries developed further humanitarian rules of warfare in 1906, after the shocking death and suffering witnessed in the First World War, a third Geneva Convention in 1929 added further clarifying rules to the civilized treatment of prisoners of war. The new update stated that all prisoners must be treated with compassion and live in humane conditions while laying out rules for the daily lives of prisoners and the establishment of the International Red Cross as the main body responsible for collecting and transmitting data about prisoners of war and combatants wounded or killed. Despite Germany's signatory of the Convention of 1929, that didn't stop them from carrying out horrific acts on and off the battlefield and within their military prison camps and civilian concentration camps during World War II. Germany and Japan's flagrant mistreatment of combatants and civilians during the war ushered in additional protective articles during the Geneva Convention of 1949. Article 9 of the Convention specified the Red Cross has the right to assist the wounded and the sick and provide humanitarian aid. Article 12 stipulated that the wounded and the sick must not be murdered, tortured, exterminated, or exposed to biological experiments. In 1977, Protocols 1 and 2 were added to the Conventions of 1949, which increased protection for civilians, military workers, and journalists during international armed conflicts. It also banned the use of weapons that caused superfluous injury and unnecessary suffering or caused widespread long-term and severe damage to the natural environment. Today, 190 countries follow the edicts laid down by the Geneva Conventions due to their unified belief that some battlefield behaviors are so heinous and damaging they harm the entire international community. Despite these many years of mandates designed to dampen untoward human aggression, pockets of genocide, civil war, and religious persecution continue to darken the real-time history of man. Okay, a lot to go over with these concepts. So one of the things I thought was very fascinating is the dates, and I'm going to get into that in just a little bit about, you know, how they continue the 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 fraud and um, get people to 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 actually back it. One of the things I thought was interesting in here was the 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 biological experiments. It's almost like um, like who writes this stuff? It, it's like they literally it's it's so they literally are creating humanitarian rules against the wars that they're inflicting on the people. I mean, look at what just happened with the biological experiments happening on us. And then you have all of these doctors during COVID gathering together, talking about the Geneva Convention, and it's a violation in this and that. Well, hello? I mean, Dr. Tenpenny was on the call with Chief. She had the chance to ask the questions. But it's like they're not getting it. 
And this is why I was saying earlier on, we need to have conversations with their higher selves, give them a good spanking because they don't, they've got, we've got to figure out how to open their minds to what is already laid on the table by the chief. All of these convention rules, fiction babble is just that. It's, it not only is it written fraudulently in fiction babble, it's written with the fraudulent volition, with negative volition. They're doing exactly what they say they're not going to do in these concurments. And then backing it with organizations connected to the United Nations and the WHO and all these or, uh, uh, organizations that don't have any authorization to be even doing what they're doing. But people are, as Chief says, and, and well, as Chief says that the governments have told him around the world and the organizations that people are too stupid to figure it out. Sadly enough. Sadly enough. So the Red Cross. The Red Cross gets 1.83. These are some facts that I heard. I will give you the source for this. Facts on facts. This is from our dudes. Uh, what are they called? Uh, too Strong. Too strong. I'll post it in the chat. Too strong. They're putting some really great content out. It's a little slow for my liking, but I, I liked um, how these guys are giving uh, a different perspective. And they're still on YouTube. So good for them. So they go through some of the facts, and I wanted to repeat some of those. 1.83 billion on hold on let me get my notes in order here okay in 2017 these are just statistics 2017 expenses by the red cross were 2.5 billion dollars worthless things and then 1.8 of those billion were spent on collecting testing manufacturing types of blood products there was over 7 million types of blood products that they're harvesting, testing. Like what, what the heck guys, nobody, nobody's, nobody cares. Nobody thought that was a little strange. I don't know. What are they doing? Trying to get, you know, what, what's happening to all those migrants coming in? What, where are they putting them? What, what's, what's going on with this whole world? Like we need to wake up. <laughs> Very strange. So they're 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 operating under a fraudulent organization using language to manipulate the populations. And it's not like the truthers don't get that. They get it, but it's like they just don't get that there's solutions already on the table from the chief. Like that it's already that that it that that it's already done, that 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 we don't have to, we can just vote them out of our consciousness. That we have, that it is a word game, that is a grammar game. You know, that is, they need to stop making fun of words. 
and grammar. And I think some of them do take it seriously, but they don't take it seriously enough to comprehend the full capacity of the full, the full gamut of what was just taken down for them. Like chief did this for them too, for the stupid people, like for everyone. He did it for all of us. Okay, so 372 million was spent for disaster, 69 million for emergency services to armed forces, 139 million for courses like CPR, nine, four, uh, 49 million to like uh, international relief, 25 million to food banks and community programs and things like that. So the, but, but the 1.2 billion or 2 billion, we could say 2 billion out of their 2.46 billion or two, two and a half billion out of, let me say that again, almost 2 billion out of the entire expenses that they had, which was two and a half billion, who knows how much they actually made. That's just how much they spent was used for the blood manufacturing, harvesting, whatever they're doing with it. It's a little strange. No, a little strange guys. Most people need food, water, shelter. We saw it in Maui and, and they were getting refused certain things, but to hold blood drives in Haiti, like what, why would they be holding blood drives? And then of course they're utilizing the churches and going through them and organizing blood banks at the churches. And I mean, it's, 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 it is a very tight knit scam they're running. Aliens or not. Okay. These guys have calculated their little war game. Pretty serious here. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. You guys get it. Um, also, if you look at UNE UNESCO, they have a logo and it's kind of like a satanic Illuminati eyeball with like nasty stuff inside it. I mean, it's just ridiculous, these people. Um, another thing to note, um, you know, just with the United Nations and the, the fraudulent organization that it is, um, there aren't, like, they're making up all these international rules and laws to their benefit as a neutralized, a neutral, a neutral, a neutral can operate anywhere. I mean, they've literally set it up from themselves. You get that, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys do, but it's pretty dark. They're there. They've hijacked neutrality. And that's why our game plan has to be a little bit higher realm. I'll say it again. The United Nations is teamed up with all of these organizations, creating international rules and laws or trying to global governments, as well as the WEF and all the who and all of those the Red Cross and all the fraudulent existing organizations that have no authority to exist, but they do, but they're operating as neutrals. They want to pretend under the cursor that they are neutral so that they can operate anywhere in the world without penalty. 
And it's almost like you got to think like, why? Why do they even care? Why do they even try to trick people into that? Because they know people are good. They know people, most people are good, good hearted people. But obviously, you know, they get millions and millions of people to work for them that are probably good people. But they've hijacked neutrality. They've hijacked that word. And so we have to take it back. That's our word. As a postmaster, as a claimant, if you come into the venue and claim your life and claim your sovereignty at fortheclaimofthelife.com is where you get your claim of the life from the postmaster hyphen general, colon Russell hyphen J colon gold. This is not like some sort of a plug. I mean, it is a plug, but I'm just saying like, it's important that you take a position as a postmaster and know what you're doing and get some training. <laughs> you can't just, I mean, yes, like I've said before many times that we all say you can be just a postmaster, I mean, a uh, sovereign in your heart. But, and of course, we're very grateful for the work that the spiritual healers do on all levels who aren't claimants, who, are, who don't have a claim of the life, but know that they're a living, breathing soul and that they want to and and then and that they are having higher conversations with the nefarious actors out there to stop cease stop cease and cyst <laughs> stop it we're done with it Nailing neutrality. Yes, Postmaster Enrique. And this these these ridiculous wars they're trying to do. <laughs> so um another a little side note here, World War II, 90% of the German Nazis, scientists, doctors joined us. They were grafted into the United States and potentially more within our space programs and whatever else during that time, during that World War II era. At the same time, the Red Cross got kind of a uh, promotion here with to, to kind of operate with no penalty anywhere in the world as a neutral. It just is strange how that happened simultaneously. This has all been a scheme, a scandal, a scam from the get-go, sadly enough. So how is that for us postmasters? Having some sort of battle-free game plan sounds like a good idea. The best one I've got is definitely having a just continuing to give closure, closure, closure of the facts to all those out there, getting better at articulating it. That's why I practice so much have to practice in order to be able to better articulate what chief has done. If you don't practice, if you don't have a platform to do that, you, you're going to have, it's going to be harder when you, when it does come time to do that. So you have to practice. So practice on people. Spread the fucking word, yo. <laughs> As the meme says, 
and go have those conversations in your downtime. They don't want you to have downtime. They want you to get distracted with the computer and with movies and with audios. And if you're just only watching stuff and you're not taking time to journal and you're not taking time to meditate and turn everything off, turn your Wi-Fi off at night so your dream space is better. But if you're not neutralizing your space, then they will. And we all know that their neutral neutral is not our neutral. And I hope this kind of drove it home for you guys. Their neutral is not our neutral. And so we have to do more to get out of their space. So that the creativity can flow within us so that we can hear our higher counsel and our higher guides so that it comes to us so that we know what to do in each moment. We know the best moves. We know the people to have around us. That we're clear to hear the data in the study groups at for the claim of the life. Like when we're studying in the study groups that we actually are clear to hear, clear to hear, clear for the hear, clear for the listen, clear for the listen and the learn, actually clear for the listen and learn. So I thought tonight, we could uh, have a, have some of you come on and conversate with us. We had fun on that one time. Did you guys not do not concur? We had a couple of uh, non-postmasters come on and really nail the conversation with some of their wisdoms. So if you'd like a chance to come on and talk about what we're talking about on this night, I would love for you to raise your hand. We'll raise your hand. And let's talk about this. So welcome if you are a postmaster with a, a claim of the life. And welcome if you do not. And you're just a citizen of the planet with the volition of making change on this planet. Thank you for being here. And thank you for listening back if you're listening to the audio save in the future now space. <laughs> There is just so, there are so many miracles waiting for the happening, waiting for the chance to come in to our now space, to your now space. Everything can just line up and come together. And, and if something's difficult and gives us friction, then, then we've got to shift our, we've got to shift something. Something's not working. Either we're not working, we're not working it. I'll say that again. Either if it's not working, either we're, it's not working or we're not working it. And, and if, if we're not working it, this is what people say all the time. I have my claim of the life, but how do I make it work? You make it work. You have to study. 
and you have to learn how to drive it just like a car when you get the car you have to learn how to drive the car so we have to learn how to do that and the best way we can do that is through going through the learning and training systems that we've set up watching videos studying them studying word terms studying your claim of the life going through it word by word studying the websites learning syntax learning the syntax which is the key code to comprehending what fraudulent grammar looks like you become a investigator and you're able to cipher the codes on paper when it's presented to you so that you can protect and control your your world what control what's coming at you as a postmaster control what's coming into your mailbox all right let's see here mr brock welcome back sir you're on and tony you're up next so brock howdy doody remember to push that unmute tony oh, you oh, can... oh, there you got it you got it oh, oh, i'm sorry <laughs> there you go hello how are y'all doing tonight hello good sir great thanks for joining us thanks for having me um i'm this is this is cool it's cool uh i'm i forgot <laughs> i forgot what, what was uh this topic this topic is so many topics so don't don't worry there's many topics here just feel called to say what's on your heart okay um we talked about neutral neutrality being hijacked and we have to take it back uh that was actually um one thing that was one thing that uh drew me into uh some of the russell videos i'm uh, uh, oh wow here's something here's something that's pretty wild i was actually um uh, please don't hate me off the bat, but I was actually somebody that had uh, fell into the whole, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what it's titled, but the, the state nationalist with David Lester Strait. Sure. I had fell into that whole thing. I'm talking about I started watching like all his seminars and stuff. And then I was like, one night, one night I fell asleep watching one of his things. And then when I woke up, it was a David Wynn Miller video. And I had remembered that video from like years back. And so I ended up watching like the whole nine hours. And by the time I ended up finishing that video, I was like, holy shit, that's who David Lester Strait is stealing everything from, from Russell. Like, but well, well, at that time, I didn't really know uh, Russell because it was just a, it was just a David Windmill video. But, um, that kind of led me down the rabbit hole of all of these like all I, I like all of this i didn't know anything about any of this anything about contract um i, I didn't know anything about maritime until like the past like six or seven months so um okay you neutrality i'm sorry I, no I, that's I good i i love hearing your journey because i love how you like fell asleep and woke up to dave Miller. <laughs> that's awesome that's funny how that how that happens and 
I think it's even more courageous that you figured out your position after you watched it and felt, you know, it took you down that rabbit hole and you followed your heart because we, we have to, we have to see through things. And I, and I've watched a couple of David Strait's videos, but I, you know, knowing when I, I, I watched it like a year or two into the venue and I was kind of like, wow, I can see why people think like if they find him first, they think, oh, well, he's so smart. And he, but the, 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 the real fascinating point, the, the major um, point about spotting fraud is when they try to take you back into the fiction and into the courts and into those systems. Cause, cause this call, we're talking about how, how not to give them authorization. I mean, how they don't have authorization, but how not to give them authority. Don't and, sign a contract, right? Just don't sign well, it. I mean, we are with Well, I mean, we have to choose who we right? sign our, we have to choose who we go into, into con, who we choose, who we contract with, but that being said, and who we joined her with, but that being said, everything I watched from them, it was like, go back into that system because that's all that they, there is. And that's not, that's not the case. So the claim of the life world realm, it offers us way more than, than that small fraudulent system. Like we, we, had sure. to have to, we just have to move ourselves into a, a different mindset and perspective to, to fully comprehend what it is. And that's what we're doing on these calls to start. So I, um, on that, on that rabbit, what the David straight, um, while I hadn't found out about Russell and David, or, uh, so I hadn't, I hadn't known about them yet. Um, while I, I did find that venue and I did obtain knowledge that so I, me and a person I had split up from was going through this, uh, incident with CPS so there was enough information in the David Strait to uh for me to you know fix and resolve my situation without like because I, I didn't know I could just tell CPS like hey look you're causing problems this is why you're causing problems this is how you're causing problems you need to leave by I didn't know it was like that I didn't I, and, and, and you know but while I was watching all these videos, there's something else that doesn't. You had said one time on one of your um on one of your broadcasts about like when someone comes to you and they're not like they're not honest, like it just it, it fucking shows. Like it shows on their face, it shows in their expressions, it shows in their words. And like when I was mm -hmm. watching some of his videos, I was like, man, there's something this there's something this guy's just like holding back. There's something I, I felt so, but I was like, okay, well, he's got seminars coming, so maybe he's just trying to pump up the ratings to get more. You know, I, I just kept trying to chalk it up. And then David Lester straight messed up because I I, I had actually sent him a friend request. And on a Facebook, he ended up sending me a friend request. I never responded, but he messed up because you know how to syntax, you, you, you know, your little, uh, the codex, the, the one through nine. So you put it over your, uh, words that you're syntaxing for whatever document you're doing or whatever, whatever, whatever you're doing. But, um, 
You can put your words over. So he actually claimed that's how he used to read documents and he read them so fast. And then he said, but he lost his ability after the stroke to read that fast. Da, 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 da. Some bullshit. Oh, wow. And I was like, dude, you're lying. You're straight lying. And he was like, looking at all of these people in this audience is like, he was like looking them in the face. And I was like, man, you are a bad poker player. You just and got his new name as David straight liar, not David straight Lester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I, I think I was talking about, you know, if someone's authentic, you can feel it. And, and well, he he didn't do a very good job, but just to, to yeah, I, he did. He I mean, I'm sure he was authentic about. Uh, well, actually, no, that I was going to say authentic about not really having the skills set, but I think yeah, he that um, and I don't want to make this his the, a show about him, but I'm just saying that like it's 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 interesting to hear the the rabbit hole of lies that have to keep coming in order to to feel for the truth feel yes to find or the to truth. shield shield the lie more lies have to come and yeah. so and and to use someone's own health as as an issue for for the lie that that's even that's a bad omen i don't know that's bad 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 juju anyway <laughs> Rob, thank you i want to thank you for coming on. i'm gonna let tony speak now so thanks blessings. for having me thank you y'all have a good night Peace. Greetings, Postmaster Full Colon Anthony Hyphen Innocente Colon Marquez. Everybody calls me Tony. How you doing, Rachel? Hey, 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 Tony. Um, so uh, I did kind of uh, get a little bit of a spark when you guys were talking about. Um, let's see, uh, you know, all the German scientists. Yeah, that was referred to Operation Paperclip. At least, and and, and this is one thing I remember. Uh, in the when I first came to one of the seminars, uh, uh, one of the gatherings um, with Russell, and he was talking about these sort of things. And I've been quite the watchdog, tinfoil hat guy, whatever, for well over 15 years now. And uh, I think that is a difficult thing for me, is because to hear some of the confirmations, um, but at the same time, it, it, it's it's kind of like this tippy toe balance of like how much of what we're reading or how much of what I'm finding in the fiction is true versus how much of it is like confirmed in the quantum end, right? Because I think, yeah, there really is like what you said, there's this hunger for the truth and I've been searching for it for, for many years and uh, to kind of interject my own story. I, when I came across quantum grammar as well, I, I, um, first came across uh, another platform um, with Marcus Christopher and you know and then after very sh shortly after that I realized that there were multiple factions and so that I got pitted in this position where I'm like who's telling the truth and really honestly for me it came down to this point of making a sincere prayer or appeal to that source that I think we that that a lot of people can feel within and um and i felt uh, a voice tell me that this man's telling the truth and i was looking at my computer and it was russell and i took a leap of faith and trusted that voice and that's what led me here um so i think that is the very difficult path is 
you know, we're all searching for the truth and there's just this huge web of some of this is true, but there's a little bit of this mixed into it, a little fiction mixed in. It's like how much of it is true. And I think that's like, for me, a hard thing that uh, stirs my spirit. I was like, watching. Yeah, for I concur. I was watching. I can't remember exactly what it was watching. I just started watching like a, I don't know if it was like a YouTube. Oh, it was a YouTube video on some history of something. And I was just like, lies, lies, lies. Cause I had already watched the Pharaoh show and, and I, I just heard the lies. It, it, it's like a filter. And I think that we need, to, we're all kind of tuning our frequency in a little bit more and more and more now. This is the year of number eight. And, uh, where and and I think the closure and this uh, learning of the truth is just becoming more obvious. But I was like, wow, the it just sounded different. And I was just like, no, this is just not true. They're just spinning it. They've spun it. And I and I know we you guys have had that those experience, but watching something and you're like, you know, obviously if you watch CNN or you watch some show on the news or whatever, or on TV, it's a little bit more obvious. But when you watch some of these history shows, I mean, obviously you can, you, you can find it with, if you watch about Egypt or the Pharaohs and it's just lies. Like it, 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 it wasn't always so obvious, but now it's just like, whoa, more and more obvious. And it's just, just the way they twist the words, the way they twist the words is so fascinating. Right. Mm, sorry. I thought you were done. Yeah. Well, so and I guess I would, I would love to pick your brain on that. Like, um, cause I go online and I constantly debate and ever since getting into quantum grammar, I, I like find myself really delving into the, the minutia of what words mean and I find myself redefining words to form and function um, to better suit what they're they're originally meant to convey or what their function is as a word. Um, when I get into debates with people, like, you know, I get into some very big social topics that tends to stir people's spirits. And um, when I get into these things, it usually does come down to the meaning of words. I ask them, like, what do you take this word to mean? Meaning, how do you possess this word? And it does come down to like some kind of communication. And then also times I experience that where my words who, by, you know, by people who tend to be, I guess, either have a malicious spirit, um, twist what I say in a completely uh, different direction. Right. And I, I and it's, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I feel like I'm battling spirits most of the time, even though I'm just having a conversation or a debate with somebody. It feels like this very adversarial um, interaction at times. And so I guess I'm, I'm curious, like how or if you've dealt with any of that, people twisting your words, you having to re-clarify or even just people fallaciously saying something about what you've said or just anyone, you know, cause like I, I encounter that a lot. Cause I, me specifically, I can't sit by and do nothing. I have to go out there and challenge bad ideologies. 
that. Hey, that is my listen, I, I, mm-hmm. the, what I do want to say to that is if they're going to tell you to your face and you're going to have that conflict face to face, congratulations. Because what I find is there's a lot of cowards out there that talk behind my back that don't have the courage to talk to me and allow me the privilege of stopping and correcting in our own venue face to face. Right. Right. And, and so I, I guess a lot that's of why courage I... to come at, so, you know, maybe you should look at it a little differently, Tony, maybe you mm-hmm. should look at, at least you have people in your life who are courageous enough to have that conversation with you, whether they're twisting it in your face or not, they may be, a little bit spun out, but at least they're doing that in your presence and giving you a chance to, to correct at yourself. Whereas well, not, if somebody's uh-huh. doing that behind your back to someone else or whatever, to, like if someone talks about me to chief, it's like, why didn't they just come to tell me and tell me their, their issue with me? I, give me a chance to grow. Where, where's my mm-hmm. chance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a complicated world. Right, 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 right. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I have the pleasure of confronting them. Uh, most of the time, like I go online, I engage in debates and, and you know, a lot of the social topics that are plaguing mm-hmm. society. I don't want to get into it because it tends to stir yeah, yeah. people's fears. That's but, probably the start but, <laughs> of it going online and, and those chats are, that's, that's complicated. That I would, well, I would, and that's probably, yeah. I mean, uh, some people tell me, like, ah, oh, you shouldn't do that. But I'm like, mm, some part of me can't just stand by and let these evil, principalities take root in, in in other people and so some part of me like it feels called to do that and so i challenge these ideologies and these principalities and yes i do get my words twisted most of the time and most of the, most of the time it's by anonymous profiles mm-hmm. things like that people who are cloaked in in this cloak and dagger and they definitely take liberty liberty with the interpretation or the interpretation of words and, and so, yeah. potentially mm-hmm. even AI or bots. So cautious on the, on, uh, welcome to Rachel's advice show. Uh, no, I'm just saying like, uh, yeah, we, ha- we have to be mindful of the, the AI is very intelligent, tell intelligent. It's, it's telling you and it's, it's, uh, it's, it is got some smarts because I mean, it's, it's way more advanced than we think. So I would caution, uh, err on the side of caution with, with the online chats, because honestly, it's probably babble anyway. So, you know, work, work on maybe for each hour that you do that, take an hour off and, and meditate and journal, because what we need right now is to hear our guides, our higher self speak to us. And we can't get that. We can't get the messages when we're consuming our time otherwise and i promise you that when you start communicating with your higher self and your your um your guides or whoever that may be even god or however you want to look at that creator or source that it's not lonely it's not as lonely because you're so you're more in the oneness and that and that just it naturally the body is attracted to that and so it doesn't feel right you know contrary well, to and, that right and uh i think that's like my own thing that i have to come to some sort of um um close internal close um internal closure with is because uh some part of me feels a calling to uh go against these 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 what i view to not be good uh principalities and and, and uh 
uh, I do that by going after the foundations upon which they they build their belief structures. And so this usually engage That's this tough. usually gets me in a debate because yeah. the nature of a debate is to be adversarial. This person is in a, an opposing position to you, and um, your goal is to convince them of the I guess the mo more coherence of your viewpoint versus theirs and that's kind of how debates go and so well, it is adversarial uh, in nature and so that's yeah, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i i want to table this for now i do want to finish by just saying that mm -hmm. uh, the calling that you have <clears throat> it may just keep expanding in as you continue to to grow that awareness so just just again be mindful of that and know that um there was something that you had said uh about that that i've kind of lost through the ethos but maybe it'll come back to me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well uh, i'll let you move on to the next one but uh Thank gratitude gratitude for for the yeah there was something that I did want to mention on on it. You were, you were, you you had said that you were feeling called to do it, and then what else? I don't. I want to just. Uh, well, I feel like I feel moved to do it. I, I for me, it's I can't, I cannot just watch these evil principalities start to take root in the mind of others. Oh, oh, oh I was gonna say mm -hmm. yes to that. Um, but if you if if a tree falls in the forest and you don't hear it, does it still make a sound? So moving away from, from those noises might open up some chances for you to hear some other things. That was all. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, that is a valid consideration I will take in and gratitude. <laughs> okay. Gratitude. Peace. All right. Colin John, Postmaster John, welcome. Hello. You had something to share. Hey, yeah, this has been uh, this has been right on point. Um, I think uh, you know, starting with the the finding a a, a space of neutrality, um, little things like even turning off the Wi-Fi, or you mentioned like, hey, maybe I should shift like um, shift the position of my bed, like literally for two months i haven't even been able to sleep in my own bed and been finding other places to get rest right um and i think a, a lot of um i think you and i had a, a discussion a while ago and then uh in a recent call where you know i, I kind of like stepped away from uh really participating in the venue um just for for certain reasons and and, and um really kind of hermiting and um trying to find my path as a sovereign and what i found through that is that um from my experience through this is recently like re reconnecting into everything or connecting back is um has been kind of transformational um, because I've seen the correction, right? Um, not just in my own actions, but in my thought process. Um, 
and and my angle of perception um and and how i'm taking things in um because <clears throat> we all have our own path as paths as sovereigns um but i i i would stress and i would i would try to give courage to uh fellow postmasters that um to establish the camaraderie with fellow postmasters and and to stay um to stay connected uh with the venue um because when you are out there even if you're taking your own time or something frustrates you it's really you got to take the time to look at yourself and see how you're perceiving it um <clears throat> because it's not necessarily the the action and have you really like you said rachel have you have you taken the time to really talk about what the volition was um of another behind something um or have you come to your own conclusions and uh so it's, it's been the past couple months have, have been very uplifting and um just a, a paradigm shift once again um so yeah, I, I just wanted to come on and say that, and uh, you know, mm -hmm. I think uh, everything. You that's sound been like said a different person. True. <laughs> yeah, much more calm. Um, and you know, Tony made a point uh, about debate, and um, so I actually used to be a captain of a debate team, and the way that we were taught in the fiction was, you know, you're you're arguing a point with the goal to win um but true conversation not debate right is a sharing of thought and ideas um and you're not trying to win you're you're trying to put your position or your thoughts out there your perspective um, or the angle that you view things at and at the same time um you should be listening to learn and not combat like you don't have to win a conversation right like a debate you want to win but a conversation you don't need to win it's a meeting of the minds and mm -hmm. um, yes i i feel yeah. that as well i feel that neutrality kind of permeating over me as well as I study it more and learn that position and don't feel as called to be right all the time as either. Yeah. And I, I think we're, um, you know, we're all learning and we should always continue to be uh, in a position where um, we gather more and we learn more. We, 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 pull from that what we need at the moment we're able to go back and uh reflect i know i'm saying a lot of no, negative words but uh you know like reflecting upon those things and being able to to call upon those things later on um and and yeah, you know john some of us have to some of us get get the privilege of doing that privately and others of us don't and yeah. and and so it's just, yeah, that's why it's good, I guess, not to be judgmental if if we're going to um, realize that we each have to, to different positions and have to do different uh, duties. We have different duties, then uh, that's, you know, but 
that's why I say let's have conversations face to face or let's have uh, let's let's have conversations with our higher selves. Sometimes words, verbal words in the 3D aren't even needed or we can move to the higher dimensions to to work this stuff out. And I think what you were saying about having the a lot of crazy dreams and stuff lately, I, I think that's just a, a from what I have learned and comprehend of what's going on in the uh, on the planet at this time. That's just like we're all going through a very intense time. It was way more intense at the end of 2023. And now we've kind of gone over yeah. a hump, not to say that there won't be more. No, I, I agree with that. Like, um, you know, since a, a little child, like I've always uh, been a dreamer, I guess you would say. And I know how to navigate my dreams very well, but it's easy for me to tell like when something is planted versus uh, I don't know how to explain it, but um, and that I think for a good five, six month period, it it was like uh, torturous sleep. And uh, there has been a shift. But yeah, I'm uh Hallelujah. I would just give I would just give uh, encouragement to fellow postmasters to um, find camaraderie within the venue and um, I guess going back to the rule one rule the same uh, don't be judgmental you're only a judge of yourself so if something rubs you the wrong way like take time to evaluate like why does that rub me the wrong way and then what is it within me that um that i need to work on or change um because that's that's all that you can do and that's all that you're responsible for and self-correction right so good to hear from you thank you thank you welcome back baby's biz what you got, girl? <laughs> colon and a capital E, lowercase U V E L A, full colon. I got love. I got appreciation for this venue. I got um, some <clears throat> thoughts, feelings, and words about my fellow postmasters and they are all positive um i have a question for rachel besides the gratitude for rachel about something that you had said about uh <clears throat> martial law and but if i can ask that in a minute uh, the callers i appreciate the callers and i thank them for their sharing and uh that's how we learn is when we all share because we all come from a different place on purpose. God made it that way. There's not a single one of us that is a carbon copy. We've got all of this conversation about the blood, what's in our blood. Um, our creator, our author knows exactly what's in each and every one of us. And <clears throat> the love of his heart and the love of chief's heart and their due diligence has made straight the path 
And we're all in different seasons of our experience and our life, which is why it is important to have daily grace for one another and for ourselves. We don't all, quote unquote, believe the same thing or the same way. We might, we might believe in the same, I'm gonna use the word destiny. We might believe in the same outcome, but we all go about it in a different approach. You know, um, years ago, somebody was telling me about the difference of a man's brain and a woman's brain. And we really are wired differently. And we go about the same goal in a complementary function, but a total opposite direction to get there. And a man, from my understanding, I'm not a man, I just have a man's voice. Uh, <laughs> but a man, uh, I think his name was Mark, and his last name started with a G, and there's a really good video uh, that he gives explaining about the wiring of men and women. And a man thinks his brain is like a box, and he thinks one box at a time. He opens his box, he takes care of his box, his tools for every tool he needs for that goal is in that box. And when he's not performing a task, which a man in the makeup of this wonderful thing of a human body, I mean, talk about a machine. And in the makeup of, of, of their machine, when they are not working on their one box, their boxes are closed. And that's why when women who open every box and have everything from every box open at the same time and function very well that way, don't understand a one box system. And so when a woman asks a man, what are you thinking? <clears throat> and then that energy spirit of conflict, that, that spirit, that thought of, Oh, now we got to separate because the woman asked the man what she was, what he was thinking, and the man said nothing, and the woman's freaking out because how can anyone on the planet think nothing? But that's how we're wired, and it helps to understand those things when we are interacting with others because one of the tendencies human flesh tends to, you know, flesh and spirit are so opposite. And it's such a gift to be on this earth and have life and be both flesh and spirit at the same time. It's a gift. It's a beautiful and wonderful gift, even when it's a crippling experience. It helps me to remember, and, and I've just been a spiritual person my entire life, I was born to be that way. I understand the caller talking about having a call from inside because uh, 
for decades, plural with an S. I mean, I I started baking in the Susie Bake Oven, if that tells anybody. <laughs> so I know because of my experience and my acquiring of knowledge and understanding and wisdom to this point on my life path, that it is not flesh and blood that we wrestle against. I don't care if it's your best friend, your spouse, your child, or your worst enemy. It is not flesh and blood that we wrestle with. It is spiritual things. There is nothing physically manifested that does not birth first in the spirit. This is my understanding, my understanding. I'm not trying to tell anybody anything. I'm only trying to share out of love. Because when we all share with with one another, then man, talk about lightning, talk about a body, talk about transformation, talk about glorification. <clears throat> when that all happens, we get to see the fruit and we get to enjoy the fruit of the things that our author and the chief have done for those of us who have the gift of life on earth. That's all I got to say, except for Rachel, you said something about martial law, anything goes. And I just want to clarify. I, because I understand the statement, mm -hmm. uh, but for postmasters especially mm -hmm. i would think and that's one of the cool things about postmasters is we get to <laughs> um i would think that just because martial law means anything goes everything goes does yeah. not grant the volition the the intent or the abuse mm -hmm. of such a um free for all no. and our moral it right it, it it is time for behavior to be correct and for thoughts mm -hmm. to be for correct and for hearts to be correct and it does start with the postmasters in mm -hmm. this now and in this now space in my opinion yeah it's like finishing school for the finish for the win oh my god <laughs> For the finish, for the win, uh, it, it was that charm school that I had trouble with. <laughs> well, aren't God you bless y'all. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank y'all. Baby's biz back again. All right. Some wonderful words from our postmasters tonight. We had postmasters on this night speak, and we had the uh last time uh, we took calls uh, there was just uh citizens of the planet so we've got all sorts here and it's very um it's it's very encouraging for all of us to hear from one another like she was talking about uh sharing is caring <laughs> and uh i think it's it's fun to be able to do i think as i first came into this venue it was a little the energy just wasn't right, guys. It just wasn't right. We had to keep it very structured and we're loosening up a little bit more to be able to, um, but not only are we loosening up a little bit more and able to conversate a little bit more freely, 
you know, Chief likes to keep it on the grammar games and he's the one that has the most education on doing that and it's a little bit easier with him on his patron calls, um, Patreon. But uh, we've got our we've got our methods and I, I keep Chief up to speed, you know, if I, I let him know what uh, high vibrational tribe this is, at least on these calls and that where we're at and try to keep him there with my conversations as well. And that's always, I mean, not always, but that's been a challenge between us, he and I sometimes. And, um, but we've, we've kind of worked through a lot of that and I hopefully continue to do so. And, um, you know, that's, that's probably just because, uh, I, I have gone up into the higher realms and asked for people to put out, uh, their prayers and thoughts for how they see the venue growing and showing and basically, uh, you know, how this rolls out and, um, and, and have those conversations with chief's higher spirit as well. Cause it's not all just about hearing him talk. We have to talk to him and we don't necessarily get that chance. So we have to kind of do that on a different, different plane, if you will. Sometimes did you want to do, you want to finish with something there? Baby's biz back. Baby's biz is back. Okay. I, I I just uh yeah just on the martial law um yes. we just need to be good and drive that into yes I, I do want to comment on that to, to in closing in the closing about the martial law I think the the one of the takeaways from this evening and and we do talk about the martial law uh, chief talks about martial law I think it's interesting some of these concepts and maybe we can talk about this with him a little bit closer since the question kind of popped up in my head. Now he had to make the claim of martial law because of them not showing up after they said they would on certain aspects of, of the contracts that he, they were in joinder with him with, uh, because they, uh, failed to comply with, with, with that. And I think, the difference is they were always operating rogue. I mean, obviously, as we're, we're talking about just through the Red Cross and these organizations over time and all the way through to the pharaohs and that this control apparatus, this control machine mechanism, if you will, it, it's it's always kind of been doing things wrong. And so it's just that he held them to count. And then when that didn't happen, it that's why he says, I didn't want to go to war with you guys. I didn't, I don't, he's like, oh man, I got to go to war. Like, I don't, that's not what he likes, you know, none of us do. And, um, that put him in a precarious position and puts all of us in that position. But it also helps us comprehend that as a word, martial law, it, it words, it helps us comprehend that, that the, the rogue status that they are already in and the hot water that they are already in. And um, I think that it has helped people kind of formalize it in their brains. So um, just being the, the word term that it is or however that is. In fact, it would be interesting to get Chief to talk about martial law. Someone give me a memory reminder on that and kind of uh, the scope of that. And maybe he can, can give us some, some closure uh, on that as to what that means exactly and what what if they were already operating rogue and what have you for, for, for eons, then, then what did that actually mean, um, for him and for us? So great call on this evening. Thank you so much for being here. 
many blessings and peace. And uh, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. Blessings.